welcome to this podcast about the Bucks that was once called Bucks Beat, but then I found out there's a podcast called Bucks Beat, so I have to change the name now. Uh, so welcome to this podcast. If you have an idea for a name, feel free to send it my way because I'm looking for an official name. Uh, my name is Jared King. We are going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we always do here. As always, this is the second podcast. Uh, so let's just go ahead and dive right in. Well, first things first. I hope you're staying warm wherever you are. All right. I know out in LA, there was like a blizzard uh, warning or blizzard watch or whatever. There was snow in LA. Uh, I know in Michigan, it got like minus 10 uh, this, these past few days in, in places like where I live, Atlanta, it's 75 and Florida, it's like 85. Weather's crazy. Weather is crazy. Uh, let's jump right in. So we're going to talk about the Bucks. First off, big news for the Bucks: They need an offensive coordinator after they fired Byron Leftwich. They have one now. They hired Dave Canales, uh, who was a Seahawks quarterback coach. I really like this hiring. He was not a guy I had kind of on my radar um, as a potential guy. But he's a very good hire because what he brings to the team is, first off, he's a very, like, energetic guy. Super energetic. Super energetic guy. And look, he went and with the Seahawks, he's been with Pete Carroll for, I think they said like 8,000 years. Exaggeration, whatever. He's been with them for about 20 years. Even less than that. I'm sorry. It's like 13 years. Um, but he started as an assistant under Pete Carroll at USC. Has been with Pete Carroll uh, at Seattle. The entire time Pete Carroll has been there. Different roles including wide receiver coach passing game coordinator this past season he was the quarterbacks coach and geno smith when one can come back player of the year let's be honest geno smith did not have really a good outlook on his career uh as an nfl quarterback before this past season but ends up winning that comeback player of the year putting seahawks into the playoffs you know there's there's a high ceiling for i think what this guy can do with the bucks it's going to be more of an up-tempo offense. He's already said that, you know, it's not a run game. It's not a pass game. It, they want to attack. So I'm really excited to see what they do. Now, the big question looming over the Bucks, especially when it comes to offense, is well, who's the quarterback? Bucks had Tom Brady for three seasons, two of which were incredible, one which resulted in a Super Bowl win, one which resulted in a, well, Second round, or yeah, second round accents are always bad, but I think for for Bucks fans, they really thought that team was Super Bowl good. They were a Super Bowl caliber team, and well, they didn't quite make it. The Rams wanted to win the Super Bowl, and that's that. So let's talk about who's going to be the quarterback. Now, in the first podcast, I brought up some names. Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, this pipe dream type guy. Well, there really is only one quarterback on the roster. It's Kyle Trask. And, and Bruce Arians was quoted recently as saying that they're in good hands with Kyle Trask. Now, when we've seen Kyle Trask play, it's been on a second-team offense, third-team offense in the preseason. And even when we played in the regular season in that Atlanta game in the fourth quarter, it was a third-string, second-string offense that was in there. He was not playing with the starters. So, I don't know, maybe he can do well when he's thrown to a Mike Evans or Chris Goblin when he's got Rashad White in the backfield and has a pro ball caliber line in front of him. 
Let's look at his numbers real quick from Florida. His final season, senior year, yes, he had Kadarius Toney. Yes, he had Kyle Pitts. Two great targets to have. Let's not discount Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Come on. He completed 68.9% of his passes, 4,283 yards, 43 touchdowns, eight interceptions for the Gators, which is, first off, maybe I do have a bit of a bias against him because I went to Florida State. But, hey, look, if, if you can compete at the level, it doesn't really matter what college you, well, you went to so long as you can do the job. But there have been some good Gators players in the NFL, and I don't want to talk about their college days, but they're good in the NFL. Let's move on. Um, I also went to UCF, just in case anybody is out there wondering. Started off college at FSU, graduated from UCF. Uh, every other college in Florida sucks. So that's Kyle Trask. Now, maybe he can do some work behind, you know, a good offensive line. The Bucks are going to have a good offensive line in 2023, barring some unforeseen moves. Ryan Jensen is back and healthy. He's got two years left on his deal. Uh, Shaq Mason still has another year left in his deal. I think he was kind of not seen how well he was playing because the rest of the line struggled so badly last year. And Tristan Wirfs, I mean, that guy's going to get a huge extension. They're going to pick up his option soon for the fifth year, 2024, and he'll have uh, an extension beyond that. And he may not move into left tackle. I think Donovan Smith, real chance he gets cut. So first off, Kyle Trask, if he is a starting quarterback, will play behind that line. Kate Otten, Cameron Bray, not the best tight ends in the NFL. But I really thought Kate Otten really started to pick stuff up as the season went along last year and was a lot better at the end of the season than he was at the beginning. And I really like to see what he does next uh, in this offense. Obviously, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, I think Russell Gage is going to play better than last year. It's going to be hard not to play to play worse. I mean, he wasn't great last year, but we'll see him improvement there. Rashad White, I think Leonard Fournette gets cut. Leonard Fournette was one of those Tom Brady guys who Brady wanted him there, and he was there as a result of Brady wanting him there. And I think he is going to move on. He's going to be the running back somewhere else, but I think the team is in good hands with Rashad White. They th I think they draft a running back to kind of be a compliment to Rashad White. There's been a lot of talk about B. John Robinson in the first round. We're going to get to the draft later on, though. We still have free agency to go through. That'll be the next podcast. We'll get to Bijan Robinson possibilities down the road. But all that to say, if Kyle Trask is a starter, he steps into a, a really talented offense, a guy who I think can do the job in Dave Canales. Like I said, he made Geno Smith a good quarterback. Seahawks had a pretty good passing game in 2021. I forget what year it is now. And he was the passing game coordinator for that year for the Seahawks. So we're going to see how this offense performs. Now, obviously, I think the Bucs are going to bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with Kyle Trask, whether that's Jacoby Brissett. I don't think it's somebody of a Derek Carr level. Um, I don't think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers, if you really think it's him, you're you're kidding yourself. It's not going to be him. But I think somebody of a Jacoby Brissett level. Maybe maybe Baker, Maker, ugh, words are difficult. Baker Mayfield finds his way to Tampa. We'll see about that. That's the offensive side, though. Now, let's talk about, real quick, franchise tag period is happening right now. The Bucks are not going to franchise tag anybody because they're $53 million over the cap as of this second, 35 of which is because Tom Brady retired. All that dead cap money, the reason he cost so little for three seasons, kept pushing it down the road. Now that bill has come due. 
So let's look at real quick who the Bucks have coming up. They'll have to make decisions on. Obviously, Tom Brady's retired. He is gone. The biggest name that I think they need to make a decision on, and I hope they bring back, is Levante David. Levante has been on this team for years, since 2010, I believe, is when he was drafted, or 2011. He's been a linebacker for the Bucs, and he's been really, really good. He's been underappreciated because the Bucs were awful for so long, and I think a lot of the NFL has really started to appreciate him these last couple of years because Tom Brady helped the Bucs back in the spotlight. So I think there's a chance he comes back and he's the guy the Bucks want back the most to kind of be that anchor on the defense. But there's a chance, you know, he's only got a couple of years left realistically in the league that he goes somewhere else and tries to get one more ring. I don't think the Bucs are competing for a ring this year. I think maybe in 2024, it's a possibility. 2023, though, I don't think it's a realistic possibility. Competing for the South, yes, because that division sucks. But 2024 seems to be the year that we try to – see if the Bucs can go back to really competing for a Super Bowl title. Now, a lot of these names were on one-year deals anyway. Akeem Hicks, Julio Jones, Kyle Rudolph, Giovanni Bernard, Keanu Neal, Rashad Perryman, Carl Nassib, Logan Ryan. But a couple of bigger names in the secondary for the Bucs. Jamel Dean, Shamafree Bunting, who have been with the team since they were drafted in 2019. Both free agents. Unfortunately, I think both are going to be gone. There's a lot of rebuilding that has to be done on the defense, which is funny enough. The Bucks' defense was pretty good last year. It had its issues. Pass rush, once Barrett went down, was awful. But I really feel like they have to do the most rebuilding on the defensive side because they're losing so many guys. The key guys who are coming back definitely for next season, without a doubt, there's no chance they're going to get cut, traded, whatever. Vita Vea, Devin White. Uh, Antoine Winfield, Carlton Davis, and then Joe Tryon Shoinka. Those five guys. That leaves six spots you have to cover. I had to do the math work in my head. I'm good at math. Look at that. There's a lot they have to figure out. But I think, I think Jason Light can do it. We're going to take a look at the free agency players coming up once the uh, franchise tags are set. So that'll be our next episode of this podcast. What are the Bucs going to do in free agency? How are they going to rebuild? Or as as Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles both said, retool. It's not a rebuild. This is a retool. Um, a lot of work to be done for this team. It's not going to be as easy as it was the last couple seasons. But we'll see what the Bucs do in this window. Again, I think there's only going to be cuts coming the next couple weeks for the Bucs. I think Levante David's going to – or not Levante David, sorry. Donovan Smith will be one. That's 18 million right there. And we'll see what else. But that's it for this episode of whatever this podcast is called. Maybe it'll be called this podcast. I gotta see if there's a podcast called this podcast. Maybe it'll reach a general audience. We'll see. Uh, but if you have any ideas for names, please send them my way. My name is Jared. Thanks for listening. See you next time.